The two gentlemen I'm about to talk to, uh, one is the Chief Executive of Defence SA and the other is the Chief Executive of the Naval Shipbuilding College, Richard Price and uh, Ian Irvine. Uh, gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome. Nice to talk to you both. Yeah, good afternoon, Tony. Uh, now, tell yeah, us, the um, Defence SA is South Australia's leading government agency for all defence matters with a mission to grow investment in the Australian Defence Force and defence industries, which, of course, leads to the possibility of, of exciting jobs, really highly qualified jobs for South Australians and, indeed, people from overseas. And a key part of the organisation's strategy is to ensure that a, a highly skilled, industry-ready workforce is in place to underfer, underpin what will be a, a lot of money to be uh, spent on on defence. First of all, Richard, um, and Richard, as the Chief Executive of uh, Defence SA, tell us about just some of the job opportunities that will be available here. They, they sound really good. Well, I mean, it's, it's a tremendous opportunity for the state, Tony. Um, everybody's heard about naval shipbuilding. There's a massive investment going on at Osborne, and that uh, will create opportunities for over 5,000 people to work on those projects within the state for decades to come. Everybody assumes that those jobs are all at Osborne, but in fact they have um, spread. They will spread out across the whole of the state to places such as Mawson Lakes, the city itself, and out into the region. So it is a, a tremendous opportunity for us all. This but is on top of that. You go. RAF Base Edinburgh. All of the projects that are going around there. Now these uh, these Richard are, are to do with the, with the space industry up at Edinburgh. Is that right? Some of it's the space industry, some of it is autonomous, um, large autonomous aircraft that fly around automatically, collecting information. All of that information comes back into Edinburgh and is a whole industry supporting uh, and, uh, and making those systems work. And that's just as many jobs as shipbuilding for the state. This is Richard Price, the CEO of Defence SA. It's a, it's a big project. Um, Richard, you say there's, there's 5,000. Are these highly qualified people, and will many of them be South Australians, or will we be looking interstate and overseas for these sort of people? Now, those are really all South Australian jobs, probably a total of 10,000 for the state when you add those two areas together. Importantly, a lot of people assume you've had to be in the Defence Force to take up those jobs, and that's not the case. Skilled people who are Australian citizens have, uh, have the opportunity to take those roles. And, and not everybody, in fact, quite the majority, quite often you don't need a degree. Um, going through further education in TAFE, and Ian will talk a bit about this later on, uh, many of those roles just require uh, skill sets that you can acquire at a further education through TAFE. That's a lot of jobs. That's 10,000. Now, these are permanent jobs. This is not just for the, for the initial phase of the construction, is it? These are jobs that could last for a long time, a whole career, in fact. Well, exactly. They go on for decades. Uh, so if you look at the shipbuilding, uh, of which about 5,000 people will be involved, shipbuilding uh, has a program of 30 years ahead of it already. Uh, and the plan for South Australia as a home of large naval warships We'll see that go on until the world stops building large naval warships. We're talking to uh, Richard Price. Uh, Richard is the Chief Executive of Defence SA and uh, Ian Irvine is the Chief Executive of the Naval Building College. Ian, a question to you. Um, if people wanted to consider a career in shipbuilding, what are the courses, what are the processes they should be looking at now? Well, thanks, thanks Tony. Uh, there's a huge array of jobs available and we like to say everything from from PhDs to production workers. 
And we've got arrangements in place already with the TAFE colleges, TAFE SA and the universities in South Australia that are offering endorsed courses in courses that are endorsed by the Naval Shipbuilding College that will provide them a pathway into industry. We've also uh, established a Naval Shipbuilding College uh, register, a workforce register, uh, which they can get on our website uh, and they can click on there and we'll have our, uh, our consultants talk to them about the career choices that they're looking to make and guide them uh, into the particular courses that are geographically close to them with the institutions that are endorsed uh, by the Naval Shipbuilding College and that will bring them into a situation of being employment ready and will then connect them directly with the jobs that are available in the sector. So it's, it's really guiding them right through from those choices that they need from an education point of view, they're coming through the school system, or if indeed they're coming from another sector and want to transition into the shipbuilding sector, uh, we've got a series of short courses that'll bring them into um, uh, employment readiness for this sector. And Ian, these are permanent jobs you're talking about. Uh, some of us have been under the impression perhaps it might be just in the initial stages of the shipbuilding program that these jobs will exist, but uh, as Richard said, no, they could last for 30-odd years or so. That's, that's indeed correct. It's one of the great advantages of, of this sector right now. You know, you appreciate a lot of the sectors are in some kind of stress, but this sector, the naval shipbuilding sector, we can see work stretching out ahead of us for 40 years. So we're really able to offer people true careers uh, and they can develop their skills throughout that period as well. So um, these are permanent jobs, very stable, very secure. And well paid, I'd imagine, too, if you've got the right qualifications. If you've got a question about jobs in this defence industry and so important to us here in South Australia, here's the opportunity of putting the question directly to either Richard, Richard Price or Ian Irvine on 8223 0000, that number of ours. Gentlemen, a question for you both. Um, WA, of course, is is agitating for a slice of this work, especially the um, uh, the, the ongoing work on, on the ships. Are you able to comment on that? Are, are we better placed than WA? Well, as a, in the uh, plans for naval shipbuilding, the, the work is split between South Australia and Western Australia. So South Australia is building large submarines and building large warships, and, South, and uh, Western Australia is building smaller warships. So the, we have gone from a situation of building hardly anything in Australia to building a tremendous number of ships. And the reality is there's more than enough work for everybody not only in South Australia and Western Australia, but across the nation broadly. Richard, you've, uh, you've heard the argument put forward, and we've, uh, we've talked about it on this very afternoon program here on Adelaide's 5AA, that the first of the submarines will not be in the water until about, what, 2034, and some people are suggesting by that state of the game the technology will have changed enormously between now and, uh, and 2034. What do you say to that? So the submarines are designed to be upgraded through their life, uh, it's ridiculous to think that the last submarine, number 12, will be the same as the first submarine. Uh, technology is absolutely moving at a pace, but finding a submarine that doesn't want to be found is still the hardest thing to do. Is that right? Those fundamentals of physics do not change overnight. So it may well be in 50, 100 years' time a very different space, but it's not going to be uh, that different in 10 years' time. Right a question for you, Ian, from Colin. He said, um, in this uh, 
uh, naval shipbuilding program that uh, that is for, for you know, foreshadow. Will um, will patrol boats be part of that? He said, surely to goodness we need patrol boats along the coast of WA from Port Hedland all the way down to uh, to Perth and up in the northern part of Victoria or along that uh, in the northern part of Australia along that border from Darwin. Will patrol boats be included in this uh, naval shipbuilding program that you've got here coming up? So the answer is, is yes. The um, the offshore patrol vessels, the Arafura class uh, patrol vessels, are being built both. Uh, first two in South Australia and the remaining uh, vessels in, in Western Australia. And indeed, you've just seen in the recent announcement that uh, the Commonwealth Government has made about the shipbuilding program an increase uh, in that scale, that size of ship, uh, that may be uh, additional Arafura class platforms or, or others of that um, that ilk. So, yes, it's a very important part of the overall program. It's not just about submarines and, and large frigates. It's about those uh, offshore patrol vessels uh, as well. Uh, and indeed, um, you know, South Australia is already making a great job of the construction uh, and outfitting of those first two vessels uh, at Osborne. Ian Irvine is the uh, the CEO of the Naval Shipbuilding College. Ian, how much of the construction work will actually take place here in Adelaide, down at Osborne? I know that there's a French company initially who did the design and all that sort of thing and the instrumentation of it, but how much of the construction work will actually take place right here? So a substantial amount of the construction work is, is happening in, in South Australia, and particularly in Osborne. This submarine will be, uh, you know, one of the most complex and sophisticated uh, conventional submarines that's ever been built uh, on the planet. It's one of the most uh, sophisticated machines that man's designing and building anywhere in the, the world uh, over the next decade. It's a very exciting program, and, and the predominance of work will be done uh, at Osborne. All of the systems will be integrated there. The construction of the hulls will be uh, will be finalised and uh, and the test and trials will be done. That's uh, well, saying that, there are some elements, obviously, of the supply chain that will spread out across the state and, indeed, across the nation, uh, but uh, that will all be consolidated and finalised uh, at Osborne. So it's, a, it's an extremely exciting thing that uh, that's going on. We're building the world's most advanced shipyard uh, in which to do that. Uh, and the yard itself will be the most effective uh, and efficient uh, on the planet in the, on a greenfield site. It's uh, 16 minutes to two. We're talking to Richard Price. Richard is the CEO of Defence SA, and Ian, Ian Irvine is the, the CEO of the Naval Shipbuilding College. Uh, gentlemen, a text from Peggy. When the subs are finished, about how long are they in commission until newer technology is needed uh, or emerges? So typically life of a submarine is over 30 years. But it, the submarine at the end of 30 years is nothing like the submarine at the start. There'll be upgrades of those systems to keep them contemporary throughout its life. It typically would undergo at least one major upgrade, if not two. So it's not like when you buy your car and it, it stays the same till the end of the life. They're continually being upgraded and maintained so that they uh, are relevant for the threat of the day. Tony, if I could add to that, the... Um when you look at these military systems and particularly naval vessels, you spend as much on them in their sustainment phase as you do in the construction. And so the development of sustainment industries and the ability to upgrade and, and modify these vessels through life is also a very part an important part of what we're doing, uh, such that they can remain superior in the ocean to fight and win at sea uh, throughout their life. All righty, it's uh, just on a quarter to two from Barry. Interesting question to both of the gentlemen. He says, uh, Pilko, would you ask them, why are they not nuclear submarines? He's, uh, he, he believes they are conventional submarines. Why not nuclear? Well, that's a very old... That's a question that's continually uh, asked. And, and the simple answer is because Australia doesn't have a nuclear industry. If you 
if you had a nuclear industry, it would be an option you could consider. But we don't have a nuclear industry, and the speciality involved, you can imagine the risk involved with a nuclear submarine if anything was to go wrong. You have to have a very, very specialised skill base to support that. So if Australia was to go down that path, we're not ready now. It would take decades to be ready for it. All right. Gentleman from Fiona, an email. She said um, the quote of $90 billion, considering the fact that it uh, it will extend until the, the middle of uh, 2030 or thereabouts, is that uh, $90 billion likely to uh, to blow out? Well, well that $90 billion... Really oh, go ahead. I was going to say I can't really comment on the the budgets of the program, but what we what we do know is that uh, we've got a very uh, comprehensive program for the design and programming of these uh, uh, these vessels. The uh, the frigate, uh, as you know, is uh, in the process of connect, commencing its um, block uh, um, uh, prototyping at the end of this year, and we're well underway uh, with the planning for the submarine yard. So, um, uh, from my point of view, uh, these programs are looking very healthy. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, the opportunity for thousands of people to be engaged in the, in their construction. All righty. Uh, Dangaston, uh, John has given us a ring from up there in the valley. And we've got him on the line right now. Hello, John. You've got a question for Richard. Hello, Tony. Richard, Ian, how are you? Yeah, yeah well, thanks. Uh, I'm, just, I'm a owner and managing director of a, a manufacturing business in, uh, in the Barossa. Um, I'm wondering if you could um, help me out to... Uh, see what I can do to, to get him involved in in the defence industry. Um, our main business is the wine industry, and I'd like to uh, look at getting um, getting into the defence industry. Who, who do I talk to? How, how do I go about it? So if you contact us at Defence SA, um, I can have one of my directors uh, come and talk to you uh, about the yes. opportunities. So okay. it's uh, defencesa.com. Defenseso.com. Okay, um, so they can they can sort of come and, and um, is there somebody that that can show a business what what the business needs to do to get involved as in um, the uh, all the paperwork and all that type of thing? That, that, yeah, so they can talk you through uh, what the requirements are in terms of quality systems, uh, cyber security, all of those sorts of aspects. Yes. And they can point you to some of the Commonwealth programs that help build capability in small businesses that are are um, are attractive for the for uh, defence industry. Excellent. Okay. Thank you very much. Rano from uh, Angerston to uh, Belair this time around, and uh, Richard, a question from Colleen. Hello, Colleen. Uh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Uh, I'm interested to know where would you apply to get a position? My young nephew was put off with COVID. He has university degrees in IT and so forth. And he has checked the internet. He's applied to jobs that are on the internet. And the same job, keep, which he is ideally suited, keeps popping up on it. He's applied for that job and he's not sure whether it's the same job or have they not updating their website. But where can he contact to get a, well, even some foot in the door for work in okay. So, um, well, I'll start, and then Ian can talk about uh, uh, his website that, that helps in this area. So if you go to www.findyourplacesa.com... Findyourplace.com, yeah. Yep. That gives you an, an oversight of all the types of career paths in the defence industry. It doesn't right. talk about 
particular jobs there, but it talks about all the types of opportunities. And you'll be able to see from uh, ambassadors who've been through the job journey themselves what they've experienced. Right. So people who want to get a broad awareness of the opportunities, that's a great place to start. And then Ian can talk a bit about his job register. Ian? Yeah, so we've, um, we've established a workforce register, which is exactly for the purpose that you've just, uh, just stated, connecting people with those jobs. So uh, if you go to the Naval Shipbuilding College website, www.navalshipbuildingcollege.com, we can provide you with uh, advice. Uh, we've got uh, engagement consultants that will talk uh, specifically with your son with regard to uh, the kind of career that he's looking for. Uh, we've got training that we would direct him to if he needs any kind of refresher training uh, to be uh, in a job-ready situation. Uh, and we also have a mail-out of available jobs within the sector that goes out on a weekly basis for okay. those that are in the register. So that's all available. Uh, Good on, on Colin. That, uh, there we are. In a moment or so, we'll talk uh, with John at Flinders Park as a question for our, our guests. Uh, Richard Price, the CEO of Defence SA, and Ian Irvine. Ian is the CEO of the Naval Shipbuilding College. We're back in a moment or so. It's 10 to 2 now. This 5AA magic moment thanks to Agostino Mitsubishi. For the best deals, best service, best experience. Nailsworth and Elizabeth. Agostino.com.au We're all spending more time online browsing, shopping and sharing our personal information. That's why you need the protection of Norton 360 Premium for up to three devices, including a secure VPN with bank-grade encryption for your online privacy, device security with antivirus, 250-gig PC cloud backup and more, all in a single solution and backed by a 60-day money-back guarantee and 100% virus protection promise. Restrictions and terms apply. Keep prying eyes out with Norton 360 Premium. Go to au.norton.com. How does retiring in the Barossa Valley sound? A little like this. <sighs> Make the vine change to Barossa Village and enjoy the retirement lifestyle you deserve. One, two and three bedroom homes in safe, connected communities under an hour from the city. Make one of your favourite places your address. Find out more at barossavillage.org. Metropolitan Plumbing, Electrical and Air Conditioning. We operate seven days a week and have no extra charge for after hours. We can also often be at your door within the hour for any emergencies or general maintenance. Did you know we offer a range of $0 deposit, interest-free payment plans on even the smallest jobs? Metropolitan Plumbing, Electrical and Air Conditioning. Available 24-7. Metropolitan Plumbing, Electrical and Air Conditioning. 60 months interest-free at Harvey Norman. Purchase with 60 months interest-free and receive a bonus gift card up to the value of $500. No deposit, no interest with 60 equal monthly payments until August 2025. Shop for laptops, printers, TVs, fridges, washing machines, lounges, beds and more. Minimum finance to mount $1,000. Approved applicants only. Interest applies if you do not comply with terms and conditions. Fees and exclusions apply. Purchase with 60 months interest-free and receive a bonus gift card valued at up to $500 at Harvey Norman. Calvary Adelaide Hospital is there when you need it. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
The new hospital boasts the largest private emergency department in South Australia and on-call specialists from every area on site or nearby to ensure you are treated when it's needed. Throughout this COVID-19 pandemic, Calvary Adelaide Emergency Department has implemented strict measures to ensure that your care and well-being is our number one priority. You're in safe hands at Calvary Adelaide Hospital, corner of Pulteney and Angus Street City. PQSA is dedicated to supporting South Australians with a spinal cord injury. People who sustain a spinal cord injury experience lifelong impacts on their physical and psychological well-being. In September, PQSA will be recognising Spinal Cord Injury Awareness Week from the 5th to the 11th. The week will be shining a light on one of the most common causes of spinal cord injuries, trips and falls. To find out more about PQSA and how you can support Spinal Cord Injury Awareness Week, Google PQSA. Hi, it's David Penworthy here with another Wallers Furniture Fact. Did you know that Wallers have Australia's largest furniture galleries and they feature brands like Lazy Boy, IMG Norway, Sealy and Signature, which are made by Wallers? So what does that mean? Well, it's simple economics. Wallers have incredible buying power and they pass those savings on to you, guaranteeing you the Wallers' best price promise every day. So visit the Wallers family like I do at Mount Barker, Richmond and Tanunda. Hi, Kirk Bengilly from InXS here. Glaucoma can affect anyone. In 1985, I came within an inch of losing my sight because of glaucoma, and up until that point, I had no idea what it was. Over 150,000 Aussies are unaware they have glaucoma because they haven't had an eye exam. Left untreated, it can lead to irreversible blindness. Don't let glaucoma blindside your future. Get your eyes tested by an optometrist. It could just save your sight. To find out more, go to glaucoma.org.au. Scraped your caravan? Walker Crash Repairs, an RAA-approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington. And we're talking about uh, the defence industry here in South Australia and just the colossal number of jobs that it's about to create over a period of 30 years. We're talking with the uh, Chief Executive of Defence SA, uh, Richard Price, and the Chief Executive of the Naval uh, Shipbuilding College, Ian Irvine. We're talking about really, really well-paid jobs that will last for 30 years and things like that. And uh, let's go to uh, John at uh, Flinders Park with a question for Richard. Hello, John. Good afternoon, Richard. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks, John. That's good. Uh, Richard, I heard you saying earlier about we're going to have one of the most advanced shipbuilding um, facilities in the world, I think you said. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so me as a forward thinker, what what capacity would, would we have if we've got this, this shipbuilding facility? What capacity would we have to potentially look at building ships for other other countries? I mean, if we've got such an advanced... Um, shipbuilding facility. Why wouldn't we we look at other um, options of other other countries uh, building their ships, or is it we uh, wouldn't have the capacity? We we will have a capacity issue, but for a lot of the companies in the supply chain that are providing into that shipyard, there is no reason why they cannot ex- ex- access an export market and be part of other people's build programs. Most countries these days like to build the ships themselves in their own mm-hmm. country. Yep. But applying into those is a major opportunity. And for South Australian businesses who are part of that naval supply chain, they've, they've got a great opportunity to be part of a regional export push. Right, OK. OK. John, thanks for the question. Uh, gentlemen, as you leave us, I mean, uh, these are really exciting times, and especially with the moment, with the economy, the way that it is. When will all this, um, uh, uh, Ian, when will all this actually, the shipbuilding program, actually kick in and begin? Well, we're already after um, 
you know, quite a number of people. Even even now, the uh, the frigate program starts its uh, prototyping of its initial blocks at the end of this year. Uh, the naval group uh, submarine program is already hiring for people, so we're we're already looking for people right now, and that just accelerates in the coming years right through until 2027. So anybody that's interested, get on that register, register your name. We'll talk to you about the careers because they're available now. All righty. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for the time this afternoon. Congratulations on the program. I mean, for South Australia, indeed for Australia, but especially for us being kind of a, being parochial, it's a, the creation of, uh, I think you said before, Richard, as many as 10,000 jobs, and these are jobs that could last 30 years here in South Australia. How important it is to the economy. Gentlemen, thank you for the time this afternoon. Congratulations on the work you do, and no doubt we'll talk to you down at the track. Thank you, Tony. It's been a pleasure. And Sir Richard Price is the CEO of Defence SA, a big job, and Ian Irvine. Ian is the CEO of the Naval Shipbuilding College and has said creation of a lot of jobs, a a colossal injection into this economy of ours.